Hello and welcome to the 5 or 5 Rock and Metal Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this is Episode 10, Godsmack. All right, that was Ninja Ability with their song, The Cage. And Godsmack for me, um, I mean, back in the late, late to mid 90s, they were just a local band from Boston. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, about an hour in south of Boston, and they were a local band um, uh, in the times, along with other bands like Stained and Reveille and, and bands like that. So, um, and Seventh Rail Crew was there and Pray for Nothing, Backwoods, all these great local bands of the time. And, um, and, and for me, that was such a great, a great time to be a fan of local music in the Boston and whole New England area, really. And, and that brings me to today. And we have a special guest on today, uh, the bass player from that band, Backwoods, my good friend, Mike Pavo. How's it going, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be great. Um, I'm going to have Mike on today. We're going to talk about Godsmack and then... We're going to rank the top five Godsmack albums. I'm going to have my ranking like always, and then Mike's going to have his own Godsmack ranking. So we'll go through that together. And um, now for both of us, we saw Godsmack for the first time way back in 1999. It was actually New Year's Eve, 1999. It was a concert that the radio station WAAF put on. It was called Smackfest 2000. And the idea was for Godsmack to, for them, of course, they were the headliner. They were going to start their set in 1999 and play through the new year and end in 2000 and uh at that concert is the bayside expo center in boston there was great bands there stained was there reveille was there seventh rail crew was there it was it was a great it was basically like a local show because at the time godsmack had not really uh, become this huge national and international band yet um and i don't know do you, do you remember anything specific about that show i know it was the first time either of us saw godsmack but i don't really remember anything specifically about that show, really? Uh, I, I, the most vivid thing I remember is how it was well set up because they had the two stages going on and just go back and forth between both stages and just one band after another. That's and right. it was, uh, <clears throat> I think the lineup is also one that something sticks out because we kind of all knew all the local bands plus the the bigger bands that were known for to a larger audience right yeah yeah that's right it was like a flat it wasn't an arena with like you know seating it was just a big uh, open floor with a stage on each side godsmack would play you know the headliner stained was on the other stage right before them and it just kept going back and forth like a relentless and no breaks in between these bands and and yeah it was awesome so um so now, and, and I bought a shirt that night from, from Smackfest 2000, and, and the, the back of that shirt is the picture that I'm using for the artwork for this episode as well. And uh, over the years, um, I've gotten to see Godsmack a total of 10 times now from, from way back then in 1999, all the way up until 2018 when they were touring for the uh, When Legends Rise album. Uh, I got to see them at a festival actually in Wisconsin. So, um, so yeah, so with that, Uh, Here we go. We're going to rank the top five Godsmack albums. Number five. 
So now this is this is going to be pretty cool because Mike and I've got our top five uh, albums here. We don't know each other's ranking. Um, so for number five, my fifth favorite Godsmack album is actually the newest album called When Legends Rise. Um, now I thought this was a really, really good album. It was their seventh studio album from 2018. And uh, it was a little strange because they prepped the fans almost for something different. They were afraid a lot of the fans wouldn't like it, but I actually don't know any Godsmack fan that didn't like it. Um, it was a really, really good album. Opened with uh, the song When Legends Rise, really high energy song, into the single Bulletproof, which was a huge radio hit for them. And then songs like Unforgettable, Every Part of Me, really, really liked that a lot. And then, uh, and then at the end, they finished the, the album with the song Eye of the Storm, which was really, really good and a solid way to end the album. So for me, album five um, was When Legends Rise. How about you, Mike? Uh, that is a, that was, that was unexpected for me. Um, my number five is The Oracle. Oh. Uh, I think it's a very good album. Uh, there's a lot of songs on it. I don't like the first single, Crying Like a Bitch, that came out. Um, and I think it's like the very, the, like the most aggressive uh, Godsmack album they have. It's, I think they're a hard rock band. I think this is the closest that they can come to like metal. But songs like Saints and Sinners, uh, Devil Swing, Good Day to Die, uh, and the Oracle itself at the end, where it finished this album, I thought it was a, it was a very good album. And it was kind of close trying to figure out which one would be five compared to a couple of other albums on my list yeah yeah i agree it was a, it was a really good album and and the song love hate sex pain was really really good that was on the radio uh quite a bit over here in colorado anyway and then the uh the song shadow of a uh, of a soul is another one of my favorites on that album so yeah that was a really good album as well so um so yeah number five for me when legends rise and and mike's got the oracle number four so from album four, I've got their sixth studio album from 2014, and that's 1,000 Horsepower. So 1,000 Horsepower came out, and I really, really liked it a lot. Um, the opening track, 1,000 Horsepower, into the song FML, really high energy way to start the album. And then they go into the song Something Different, which is kind of slower, but I really, really like it a lot. Uh, the song Generation Day, I absolutely love it's one of my all-time favorite Godsmack songs. And then um, songs like Living in the Gray and I Don't Belong, Nothing Comes Easy. And then the final track, Turning to Stone, a really, really good album and solid. And it kind of surprised me when I was doing research for this podcast. Um, you know, every album by Godsmack has gone either gold or platinum, except this one. 1,000 Horsepower is the only one that doesn't have... Uh, that that ranking and, and that kind of surprised me because i really liked it a lot i saw them tour for the album which was fantastic and uh so i really liked it so for me yeah this this is uh this is number four and it was a super hard decision between this one and when legends rise they kept flipping back and forth for me all all week long really leading up to the podcast i, I really wasn't sure where i was going to put these two and it could have been flipped um but ultimately i went with uh, 1000 horsepower for my fourth favorite how about you mike uh i for my number four, I chose the their second studio album, Awake. Uh, it was they expanded on the first album and their original sound. Uh, songs like "Sick of Life" and "Awake," where it starts off the album really big, and at this point, you know they 
went from their first album touring to this one where they actually started doing uh, arenas and they actually need to expand and that's when they kind of get all their more of their props on stage uh, the only downfall to this album I think was that they brought back some old songs like uh, Going Down and Bad Magic from previously so I, I don't think they expanded too much to a new sound or improve they just kind of did what they had to work with which could have been from touring so much for the first album and then needing to come out with the second album mm-hmm. but I mean this you had the this the audio samples uh, they had like the instrumental song called Vampires and then they ended with Spiral so I mean it's a very solid song uh, solid album but I think uh, just the fact that they had to use some older songs to, to fill in, mm-hmm. it, it brought it down to me on my rankings. Right. Yeah, and they and they had a really uh, a lot of good uh, songs on this on this album as well. And um, and I thought that it was um, maybe not a heavier album the first one, but I I felt like listening to these two albums back to back, I felt like it was a it was like a deeper, more bassy album than the original. Maybe they went from like drop D tuning down to drop C or something on the guitars but it definitely felt like a a heavier deeper sound that they came out with when when awake was released so yeah it was an awesome album so um so yeah for me uh like i said 1000 horsepower coming in at number four and mike's got awake number three so for album three um for three two and one extremely difficult for me over the last few weeks trying to get ready for this podcast i I kept flipping one, two, and three. So this album here that I'm, I'm going to say was my third favorite absolutely could have been number one. It was number one at one point during the, the week, but I ended up putting it at a three for a couple of reasons. So my third favorite Godsmack album ended up being Faceless. Now, Faceless was a third album that they released. It was from 2003, and it's one of my favorite. I actually think it's their most complete album front to back. I feel like every Godsmack album that they've ever done has one or two songs that that are either just kind of okay or that I kind of don't like. But this album is really the one album that they have that I like every single song front to back. So in that respect, I actually think it's their best album, their most complete album. It's their it's the album that I feel like has the most good songs on it. But the reason it ended up falling to third is because it just didn't have as many great songs that I absolutely loved. Uh, compared to my top two so so of course it, it opens up with straight out of line which is a really good song high energy song into the songs uh, faceless and changes huge radio hit for them i stand alone was on this album i love the song realign uh releasing the demons i am so many great uh, songs on this one and then it finishes with the song serenity which is another big um slower song for them so and i remember this tour specifically and I felt like this tour, Faceless, was their best tour. And it's really when the when the stage production and the production of these live shows went from, you know, a band when we started seeing them in way back in the 1999, they were just basically four guys on a stage, super stripped down. But when Faceless came out and they started touring for Faceless, it was a giant production with flames and the, the big Godsmack sun hanging over the stage and, you know, double drums and all this stuff and they really went from from a basic band on the stage to like a huge huge production that you had to see just became one of the best live shows that you could ever see that's really to me faceless is really what catapulted them to that so could have been one or two 
Um, but for me, ultimately, number three, Faceless. Yeah, uh, I had a similar problems ranking these top three, and they kept bouncing back and forth. And it was my top three is so close. I, it, it's really hard. It was hard for me to determine which the reasons they would be ranked. But for me, number three, uh, I'm going all the way back to their first studio album, Godsmack, which is really hard for me to put number three because it has so much emotions for me. It being the first album, it has so many good songs. Uh, I started learning bass, trying to learn these songs. Um, I still, I remember like one of the first songs I could play from front to back was on this album. So being being it really emotional and it had so many good songs such as Moon Baby, what I mean the first five or six songs on the album are all top notch songs. Uh, what I noticed about this album is that like the first half of this album was really good, everything was really on point and towards the second half they just became good songs not great songs almost as like back in the day of uh albums and even tape like they had the a side and the b side and like the songs were set up kind of that way like moon baby whatever keep away time bomb bad religion immune then you got you know someone in london which is the interlude kind of thing and get up and get out now and never kind of like you know it was okay ending in voodoo which was a phenomenal phenomenal song to end on and I think it just, it also kind of like dates itself because it was so raw, so, and they were, this is the first album, they kind of just, it was the beginning. And I think that kind of led it, me to put it there. I mean, this this album I had bounced back from all three spots. So it was really tough for me to put it. So I just put it on number three, but that's that's my third album where I, as of today, yeah. That's what as of today, tomorrow could be completely different. I totally get it. Yes, yeah. No, I get it. And um, you know, I got a lot to say about this album too. And and I'm going to mention that shortly. So, uh, yeah, number three, Faceless, and for Mike, the self-titled debut album, Godsmack. Number two. So, album two for me is the one that Mike just uh, just ranked their debut self-titled album, Godsmack. So it was their first album, of course, from 1998 like like mike just said and um of course they had a debut um the debut album before that which wasn't really an album it was more of a demo it was called all wound up and it was really the same track listing but kind of just in a different order um moon baby was the open but then whatever was at the end as a bonus track so um, that was their demo but the first album godsmack from 1998 is my second favorite and this one kept bouncing back uh, back and forth between two and one and i like like mike just said the first six tracks are absolutely unbelievable from moon baby all the way through to immune then you've got the instrumental song someone in london and yeah i agree the second half of the album is just not as strong i love the song stress and the song situation's really good and voodoo of course was one of their biggest uh radio singles of all time but because the second half was much weaker than the front of the album um, I ended up putting this one at number two. And, and like you said, I think a big part of it was the nostalgia of listening to the album, not really um, not really the objectivity. I really tried to replace the nostalgia with more objectivity. I just couldn't do it. 
and uh, I just, you know, and, and it's funny because this is their best selling album. It went four times platinum. It was their you know biggest album, some of their biggest radio hits with whatever and keep away and, and of course voodoo. So, but, um, but yeah, number two for me, definitely the self-titled Godsmack album. How about you? That's a very good choice. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, for my number two, I chose the latest album for uh, One Legend Fries. Uh, I think for me, it's like the easiest album to just listen to. It's yep. like not not too, it doesn't go too hard, doesn't go too soft, but still kind of balances like harder songs with some lower songs like Under Your Scars is, is more melodic. Uh, it, it came out, I mean, it starts off really, really big and really loud when Legends Rise, Bulletproof. I also think it's from start to finish, it just goes well together. Um, and also because there, I think what this album kind of represents, like they needed to kind of change their sound a little bit and for a while they tried to try to like expand the sound and just never really worked i think this was that catalyst for them to move forward from what they started with until now and i think these kind of songs uh kind of just it, it showed like the maturity a lot more than anything that they ever did and like i say it was just it's i don't have to be in the mood uh, it just kind of, it just started up. It's like, hey, that's a good song. That's a good song. That's a good song. All right, that's good, good. And it's just, it's easy for me to listen to. Yeah. And I don't, there's no song that I really sticks out as, as a bad song. Um, and it's also like their biggest album. Like it, it sounds big. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the best production that they've, they've really done. And for me, that's why I kind of ranked number two. Again, this one was like bouncing from the top three. Every category, it's like it was so hard to rank the top three for me. But this, I kind of at at the end of it, I put it here because it's just easy for me to listen to, and they have so many good songs on it. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and for a for a rock band, especially in in these times when everybody kind of just listens to music online, for this album to have gone gold was a really big deal for them, I think. And they were afraid of losing some fans with this one, but obviously they gained some fans. Bulletproof was the, was only their second ever platinum single. And, it, and the other single platinum that went platinum was Voodoo. And that was from 20 years ago. So obviously they did something right with this album. And, uh, and yeah, I, you know, what's, what's that? And I remember you, when they announced that they're going to have like a different, different, path of different style of music i remember you being worried about it because mm-hmm. you didn't want it because just like me you don't you don't want them to go completely to a different genre or a different way to have like and miss all the stuff that made them guys back but when they actually came out it's like okay this isn't it's it's different but it's not it's still Godsmack. right yeah, and I and I saw them tour for the for the album, um, and you couldn't tell that anything was different. I mean, they opened the the uh, set with When Legends Rise, and of course they threw in songs like Unforgettable and Bulletproof and Under Your Scars, and, and you couldn't tell it was from a different album. And it fits perfectly with a live show. 
it fits perfectly with the rest of Godsmack's material. So, so yeah, I agree. It was it was a really good album, but you know, I had a tough time putting it all the way down at five. But um, but yeah, for for me, of course, um, album two, self titled uh, Godsmack, and then and then Mike Scott won Legends Rise. Number one. So my number one album, my top album for Godsmack is their second studio album, Awake, uh, from two thousand. That was released on Halloween of two thousand and. You know, I definitely did not expect this to be my my favorite album or the number one album for me. So, so why I ranked it number one, and, and I agree with you, like like Bad Magic and Going Down tracks four and five, they were older songs that they had recorded years ago, and and really when you listen to them, they they probably would have fit better on the first album in the second half of the first album because those two songs really aren't that great, and they almost kind of subtract from the album a little bit, but. In my head, I was like, "All right, if those if those older songs weren't there, the rest of the songs, the first three tracks, Sick of Life, Awake, and Greed, are just awesome. Awake was a huge radio radio hit from them, and then the rest of the uh, songs on the album, Mistakes, Trippin', Forgive Me, the, the instrumental track Vampires, and the way it finishes with Spiral, I just love it so much. I remember uh, I play a little bit of, of drums and guitar, and I remember." Uh, trying to learn almost all these songs. I think like six or seven of these songs I learned on both guitar and drums, or at least tried to. And uh, and yeah, I, I just I just loved it so much. And and I remember uh, sitting in my room when I when they said that Godsmack was going to be releasing a new single. I remember sitting there listening to WAAF way back in you know 2000 or or yeah probably early 2000 waiting for them to play it because they were like we're going to play the new godsmack single tomorrow you know i'm sitting there just because this is how you had to do it you couldn't just jump online and listen to the single when it was released so i'm sitting there listening to wf all day waiting for them to play the godsmack single awake so i remember how exciting it was and immediately i didn't love it as my as much as the original album and even coming into the this podcast i definitely did not think awake was going to be my favorite but um yeah, just songs like Mistakes and Trippin' and Spiral Towards the End. I think it's just, for me, it's a, it's such an awesome album. And it could have gone one, two, or three, really, with Faceless and the self-titled for me. But ultimately, I went with number one for Awake. Uh, what was your, what would ended up being your favorite? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> listening to the rock stations before the singles, way back when, it was yeah. a lot different than now. When yeah. they even come out with, like, YouTube lyric videos right. um <laughs> yeah exactly and but my my number one listening back to this album i real i realized that how many songs i like on it my number one i chose faceless from 2003 i think this was their their peak of their original sound like from godsmack to awake and having some of those songs like go back and forth and between albums like the bad magic and going down like they could have put on either one still trying to figure out the best way to like have this sound i think faceless became that album it's i mean it starts so strong with straight out line faceless and then like taking notes on these albums i kept highlighting songs i really liked and this song just had so many Space, um, I mean, make me believe. I stand alone. It just kept 
it brought back all the all the memories of oh yeah, remember this song is really good. This one's really good. This one's really good. Plus, they also kind of had the ending of Serenity, where just like the first two albums, like they kind of they they left it more of a, a more melodic note. I think this was just like the finding of their Godsmack sound with the production and the songwriting. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, and and like I said before, like I think it was their best album as far as you know listenability, like front to back, every song is either good or great, and I I really liked it a lot. I had it number one in within the last couple of weeks. I just kept flipping, and it, you know, if I try to rank these albums in a couple of days from now, I maybe I put Faceless at number one too. Cause that, that's how good it was, and I had a tough time putting it at three, but. And yeah, I, I love the way they finished the album with Serenity. It, you know, it's just like a couple of the other albums, like the original album finishing with Voodoo or, um, you know, 1000 Horsepower ending with Turning to Stone and, and the way that they end with such those type of melodic songs is really cool. So, so yeah, number one albums uh, for me and Mike Awake and Faceless. And so the one album that we mutually left off the list was the album four which was of course their fourth album from 2006 now um now the way that album opens is just fantastic with living in sin speak and the enemy and if we were just ranking the opening three tracks to all these albums this album would be way at the top because i love those three songs but the rest of the album absolutely does not compare to anything else mm. to me the Cotsmax ever the, you know hollow is okay one yeah, rainy day is good. yeah one rainy day is all right but like Man, this is this is not nearly as as good as anything else Godsmack's done in the past. Especially like, especially with Voodoo too. When it kind of, it just it was a it was a, like a weird album for them. It's like it's not it's not really what it just it sounded so different, sounded so melodic. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of was just like it just it was not it didn't feel like. Godsmack, Godsmack. It was, it was something weird. Yeah, it didn't. And, and you know, the, the album debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. It went gold, but really it was because Faceless was so good. It was the follow-up to Faceless. Mm, you know, yeah. Faceless was so huge that everybody was like, oh, yeah, we got to get the next Godsmack album, and everybody would just go buy the album before hearing it because you couldn't hear it online. You know, so... And- the two singles were really good because I think they did release Speak and The Enemy as, yeah. as singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Speak specifically. Yeah, and those two songs are really, really good. And if the rest of the album would have been that good, then then it would have been a tough decision. It certainly would be, you know, within the top two or three. I think for me it, that I like those songs so much. But but oh well. Um, but yeah, so that's the Godsmack uh, rankings uh, from me and uh, and my good friend Mike Pavo. This was uh, this was great. Thanks for coming on the, the show and and doing your own rankings with me. Um, Thanks for having me. It yeah. was a, a good, a fun challenge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll have to have you on again uh, again sometime, and we'll do a we'll do a different band in the future. Um, for now, this will be. This will be my last episode of 2021. First episode of 2022 will be my top favorite albums from the year 2020. So uh, I'll see you then. Uh, Thanks for listening.